0: Hey Adam, what's up, dude? All right, uh, since we're here and Justin's not here, I think it's uh, it's only fair that we can talk about him
1: now. Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Um, bro, he's getting fucking sexy.
1: I think he, I think he's uncomfortable with it. I think you and I embrace it a lot better.
0: He's going. We're, we've he's doing the program, and it's become too effective now.
1: I don't like it. Well, I'm nervous. I'm nervous because he's become so good looking, all the attention's starting to happen, and he is not the spotlight guy that he's going to get fat on purpose just because he doesn't want that attention. No, what even. we
0: need to do, he's addicted. He's addicted to the fitness. He's addicted to the
1: ripness. Well, he's in love with the program. What
0: we need to do is we need to start training him. We need to give him a program that we developed to make him fat. We need to. He needs to train incorrectly. To reverse all the ridiculous results he's just gotten. I don't know if we can trick him. He's pretty smart. It's too. Ah, he's very smart, but now he's very sexy too, and we cannot have that.
1: Well, what we could do is we could we could put like uh flaxseed oil and stuff in his drinks and shit, like li- liquid like that that he would never know. Could, God damn to it! Calories.
0: Shit, it's too effective. The program is too effective. The nutrition guide, survival guide, is too effective. The fasting guide. That's like the secret, right?
1: Yeah, he has all the answers now, bro. He did
0: that, and then, did you see his glutes the other day? I did. Round and beautiful. Oh, yeah. Apple bottom. Did you see me cry? A little bit. A tear came down my face, and I realized how amazingly beautiful his ass became. We cannot have this anymore. Listen, listeners, mindpumpradio.com, you can see the program that he was doing. We got to take him off, though.
1: Yeah, no more for him dude our egos can't handle not, this yeah there's not there's not enough room for three sexy guys in here i don't i'm not okay with that
0: fuck that shit yeah At, uh next we're going to we're going to make him fat and unattractive so that we feel better about ourselves <laughs> that's right mindpumpradio.com click on the yellow button everything's on sale which you know what I just realized? What more people are going to get insanely sexy now
1: and smarter because
0: it's because the price is stupid. Oh yeah, it's so
1: stupid. I think it's too low. I think people are deterred because it's so low because they think like, oh, it's only ninety seven bucks. It must not be that good. I think we should. I think I'm with Doug. I think we should raise it up to like nine hundred dollars. Well,
0: bro, look at it. Nine hundred dollars will make more sense. Look at all the shit that they get. They get the maps, anabolic program, three phase program. It's got blueprints, workout videos. It's got trigger session concept. Who talks about trigger sessions? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah.
1: No, we invented that shit. Well, how about the nutrition survival guide that we put together? We put we comprised that thing over like a year of Justin and I going back and forth on what we thought was the perfect way to teach somebody how to eat everything from different levels of consuming and then breaking down your macronutrients per body type. I mean, it damn it, so much detail for for that low of a price is crazy. To Revolutionary me.
0: Uh, information available. It's thrown in there. The fasting guide. Who who does a fasting guide? Nobody. You know why? Because nobody's as smart as we are. (sighs) Nobody is as smart as we are. And now, there's three super sexy dudes talking about this program. Soon to be two sexy dudes. Me and Adam (laughs) don't like the fact that Justin's gotten too sexy. Uh, The six-pack formula, don't forget that shit. Oh, no. That's perfect for summer, right? You do the program, build out your abs, you get blocks.
1: This is the perfect program to hop onto right now if you're trying to get ready for summer.
0: Blocks for abs. Bricks. Mindpumpradio.com. Click on the yellow button. Do it.
1: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews.
0: Welcome to Mind Pump. Justin, hit it. Yeah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't have it. Did you ever know that you're my hero? Oh, there it oh, is. Now, there it is. Sorry. I so wrong. I have a
0: confession to make. Hell yeah. Um, the other night I couldn't sleep. Uh, I already know where this is going. I couldn't sleep, and so instead of getting up and, and masturbating. masturbating, of course, instead, bro, the, you always it's always <laughs> masturbation. Instead dude. of doing that, yeah. I uh, I imagined this is real life. I imagined man. Justin's voice. <laughs> oh, and wow. got
1: the same similar effect.
0: And I, I it was similar, but but did
2: I perform better than what? Yeah. When you're dreaming about it and it woke
0: you up,
1: no, what?
0: <laughs> it just made, it just relaxed me. Let me can I going. can
1: I say that when when we get on this when we get on these mics, dude? And and Sal gets to talking. It reminds me of like what we were like in high school when we talked because masturbation has to come. I talk about the size of my cock and he talks about masturbation at least one at once oh, in every yeah. single episode. Oh, I'm like, this is so so. <laughs> So high school. Right it is, it is. But you know what though? Like uh I, I give you shit, but it also it, I think that's why we like it. I think it keeps us young. It still makes it makes bro, me feel I ju- true.
0: I just read a study, I swear to talk about my balls. He does. He talks about balls ball. a lot. Yeah, you do. Do. He does. Balls, masturbation, cock there it is. That's why we fit. We're like Voltron, yeah. bro. Look,
2: each piece <laughs> it goes balls, creates the percock and then, then masturbation because <laughs> it, it all has to have a function yeah. at the end.
0: So <laughs> I read a study, you guys. This is true. Yeah. I what swear. Listen to this No Doug holds it. Doug's the jocks <laughs> <laughs> Doug holds it You're Doug
1: the balls the On dog. the cock <laughs> The masturbator Doug holds it No wow. Doug's Doug, a hand Doug cups the balls It all, it like
2: all makes up that uh, <laughs> Whoa Doug. What's what's that one outfit that uh, uh, That guy God what's his name I love when you do that. Never mind, he's like, <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> ah,
0: Borat, Borat. Oh, never oh, yeah. Borat. He's
2: got that like. You, st- know, what, you, you know what? I like?
0: <laughs> String jumps. I like, jump I like the guy in the room that uses the least amount of marijuana, forgets the most yeah. shit. we the fucking. I you It is true. Yeah. Yes.
1: It is it is. very. He's like,
0: true. hey guys. Oh, shit. Got I forgot. It. <laughs> 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 Brain. <laughs> so no, there's. A, I read a study, guys, that uh, ejac- frequent ejaculation. Dramatically reduces the the risk of pro- prostate cancer.
1: I believe that. Hmm.
0: So if you want don't want to have prostate cancer, you need to go approach your girlfriend and tell her to help you out. <laughs> because if she loves you, she will help you prevent... Prostate cancer by increasing the amount of times you ejaculate. Let's see how many guys use that. Uh, that might ladies, work. do you want your boyfriend and husband? Honey, do you really
1: cancer? care about my health and longevity? Right. If yeah. you do, you'll take care of me right now. Yeah. I know. And you'd rather have them I know. Check. I know you did it this afternoon already. But you'd rather huns. have them check it, right? <laughs> yeah, instead of that 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 doctor with
2: the big old meat hooks. Oh God, God. that was a horrible experience.
1: Did you
0: get your prostate checked?
2: Yeah, bro. It was <laughs> you've, uh, had, you've had a finger in the butthole already. It was huh? like. It was like this guy, and nothing wrong with, you know, He's like this Middle Eastern guy, big-ass, hairy hands. Oh, oh dude, oh gross. God. I would have set the stage on Because the, the, the first thing you do is you look at his hands. I thought he was going to use his assistant or something. like, is there a nurse uh, around here? Oh. Is there somebody? Nope, got, nope, nope, nope. It was Captain uh, sausage finger. Oh, oh, gross. So oh. you had- you had what, the, time, what time was it at? Did not was it not
1: Was it in the morning or the afternoon, or what time was it at? Mm, What's that, the, difference? It was the afternoon. The difference is he Probably had like I uh, probably had a, a his, his, your asshole probably smelled like was, curry. It was I didn't tell me had a lunch curry, break. I had a lunch break. Did you uh, did,
0: did you have a glass of wine beforehand
2: <laughs> to get to just loosen up? <laughs> I wish I would have. I, I didn't know it was going to be like so dry and they not don't, fun. And, and they don't go slow. No, they, they lube up oh, and yeah. they go right in there. They yeah. rammed it in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had that happen. was not good.
0: I had that happen to me because I was over a friend's house and I ate. Cookie crisp cereal, okay.
1: Cookie crisp.
0: Cookie. What possessed me to eat cookie crisp? That's cereal? not
1: even. A, it's not even a good cereal
2: either, bro. No, that's terrible. It's, it's like cardboard dog shit.
0: Well, when you when you when it comes out of you, it's like shards of glass. So oh. I thought I had <laughs> bowel cancer, and uh, this
2: goes back to your hypochondria. Yeah. For uh, the listeners, nature. every
0: time something's wrong with me, I have cancer. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god, I have you know something's Anal wrong. Cancer. Yeah, something's going on. Boom. Here. It was the fucking cookie crisp. Anyway, I go in there and it's a doctor, and she's like, "Well, let me check your, you know, your butthole." <laughs> she, and there's no fucking warm up. And by the way, it's not the bent over position. You lay on your side. Which yeah, which is weird. Reason, I, I felt like feels, I had to like suck my thumb or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <"Nee." laughs> it feels even less. It feels even less masculine. Like I'd rather <laughs> bend over. Seriously, like take like a man. Yeah, you gotta lay yeah. on your side with and your knees in a like fetal position, God. and it's like. I feel like a so bit humiliating. And then she doesn't go slow. It's like, raw
2: You had a girl, bro. What are you complaining oh, about?" Oh, that is but I had Captain Sausage Finger, breathing heavy on yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, but my,
1: my butt's tighter <laughs> than yours. My butt. Yeah, he got up on the he seat. He smelled
2: like BO and and
1: He got on the table with Justin he got right <laughs> <laughs> and started spooting him. Breathing <laughs> like, on his I'm almost honest. done. Just just relax. No, no, no. This is only going to You take started a petting my hair. What uh, is that? <laughs>
0: No, the doctor showed him a magic trick. He goes, do you feel my finger? Look, no hands. <laughs> Damn it. I, I, I fall know. for that every uh, time. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's like the, the David Blaine of prostate checks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep checking it? Stop checking it so much.
1: <laughs> it's fine, it God it.
2: It's fine. <laughs> I'm like,
1: all right. I swear we,
2: there's something in all there. All Doug, right. is this what
1: we have to look forward to when we're 60? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you haven't done it He's you too young for that You never had your prostate checked, Doug? Uh, I haven't been to a doctor oh, he's, an, he's, like, he's like me He's an anal virgin Really? Oh, yeah. Anal virgin
2: Listen uh, Can we uh, just go back to the ball coughing thing? Like That was way better
0: Well, since you both have never had your prostate checked You guys should check each other that's a good and, idea. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. After the show. Oh, I, I have think-
2: another story. Like, so uh, about the, you know, you go in for a physical. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they used to. And have you guys ever been in a while? Like, got a physical. Yeah, I had
0: one. I have one almost every year. And
2: they still grab your balls and yep, and you cough. Yep. Okay. So I was doing one for a physical for football. It was like my last year playing, and this this lady doctor like was like, okay, you know, let's let's check your you know for your physical and like. I just dropped my pants and I was looking at her and I'm like, wait, <laughs> and she was like, oh my god, oh, oh my god, and then like was like, um, no, and like turned around. I'm like, what? Like what? What's wrong? You're like, like, you're, like, you're I'm waiting it. for her to like grab my balls and, and do the thing already. <laughs> and she just was like, look at me, like I was crazy. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like I'm not crazy. Like apparently, all,
0: this works on all. The apparently,
2: maybe. they want you to grab it yourself and and you check it. In. Like, why what are the- why did they get? You're so the li- professional. They got- <laughs> I do that every day. I'm why, fine. Why are they
0: so lazy all of a sudden? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like
2: I was crazy for like Grim taking my, my pants
1: off. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> bro. I was so
2: confused. You didn't wait for the cue, huh? No, Jesse no, no. Just no I just I, it. I was like, yeah. I was. Du- I've done I, this. Jess is like, he, I've been.
1: You, I've been to this rodeo before. Just that's like, right. Drops <laughs> his drawers right away. What he doesn't tell exactly. us,
0: he was there for an ear infection. He just dropped his <laughs> pants. check it out. Yeah, check it out. That's that's. All right. Mm. Uh, what the fuck? Oh, Q and A.
1: Don't be afraid. This is
0: a Q and A episode. I love some Q and A. I do, and I'm I'm uncomfortable when you whisper like that into the mic. You know, so, I, I
1: just want to, because there's so many good Q&A questions, I, I want to I say something to some of our uh, our forum people. So if you get on uh, Q&A on Instagram, and we don't get a chance to get to your great question, because obviously we only have so much time, and we try... Because
0: we wasted talking about prostate exams. And that's <laughs> yeah, sure,
1: right, right. Way to, way to follow that up. So if uh, if you guys get a chance, and when you guys get on the forum, if you repost the questions on the forum, then Justin, Sal, myself, or Doug will get around to you guys. So if you don't get your question answered on Q&A, get it up on that on that forum, uh, especially if it's a good fitness question that you have questions about, we'd like to get try and get to everybody as much. I mean, ideally, we're going to do this for as long as we can and help as many people as we possibly can until we have to hire people to actually help that. And we promise not to hire anybody dumber than me, so you guys should be fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That so. means anybody can be hired. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: not, 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 which leaves not true, which leaves the door wide open, wide yeah. open, wide open. Uh,
0: so, first question is coming from Maddie White ninety three. Uh, his question is why do some people why are some people's muscles always so solid and dense? Ooh. And other's people's muscles look soft without a pump,
1: squishy. There's so a lot, there's a lot of ways to answer. So this. how
0: to build yeah, exactly. How to build solid muscle. So I'm going to I'm going to assume he's talking about two people with equal relative equal leanness, mm-hmm. both built, right? One but, looks the part. But one one, one person's muscles look like granite. Yeah. And the other person's muscles don't. So I'm gonna give you an example of two bodybuilders off the top of my head, professionals who kind of fall in this category. Okay, I'm gonna give you two, and these are '90s bodybuilders. So uh, why? Because that's when I followed bodybuilding because I'm older than you. Uh, Dorian Yates had a very dense, hard look to his body. Right, his muscles looked like you could fire a machine gun at him and they'd bounce right off. And Adams rolling his
1: eyes. Like not, you just,
2: always reference him. No, and he's your boy, huh?
1: No, it's I'm I'm not unrolling my eyes because that because I'm laughing right now because I'm thinking to myself that Sal is about to give a great analogy right now that nobody fucking gets. oh right. right, <laughs> right. No, no, no. Listen, you. Can- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah real going, funny. And- <laughs> <laughs> real funny guys, real funny. All right, continue, all right. Continue. continue. I'm going to continue. Don't, hey, listeners. Don't worry. I'll give you guys a better analogy when he's done giving his, his nineteen. All I have this, is like
2: Lou Ferrigno and like is, Arnold. That's like my okay, whole well. Reference. So, so Dorian Yates, okay.
0: solid, hard-looking, dense muscle. He was in. Olymp- he was uh, one of the, the first mass monsters to come on the scene, and uh, Flex Wheeler. Who was very competitive at the same time Did not And you had big round muscles You know, great conditioning Didn't have the hard Dense look to his muscles Um, To use another example If we go back in time Schwarzenegger Had somewhat Had a dense look to his body But it did not look nearly as dense As his favorite training partner Franco Colombo When they're next to each other Both lean, both muscular Arnold's muscles If he was kind of You know, flexing It still looked like they were Muscles, whereas Franco's muscles look like they were made out of granite, and so I know that's even further back, but they're more popular, so maybe people will can you know relate to those two more.
1: Yeah, and and I think you've talked about this before, though. I think that's even an even better analogy, just explaining the difference between uh, sarcoplasmic hypertrophy versus somebody who has like who lifts real, bigger muscle fibers yes, or more bigger, muscle fibers, bigger muscle fibers. So um, there, there's a couple ways that I would respond to this, um, and I, personally, myself. I notice the difference uh, in my own physique based off of how I'm training. So when I'm following like our phase one and maps, uh, which is typically geared uh, towards heavy, heavier, heavy, less yes, reps, less reps, uh, a lot of mass building, um, I get I get a much denser, harder feel and look to my muscles. Um, as, I, as we transition into more of the hypertrophy phase of our MAPS anabolic, where you start getting later into phase three, a lot of supersetting, a lot of high repetitions, you're getting a lot of psych- sarcoplasmic hypertrophy because you're getting a pump. I start to get that more pumped look I get a more bubbly look to my muscles so I'm in that phase right now as I'm getting closer to stage because I need to have a a bubblier look that'll make me look more aesthetic Mm -hmm. does it mean I'm more muscular does it mean I I I necessarily look harder or less hard well you know it's not that so much as it gives me more of this bubbly now that's myself personally there's a lot of other factors though that come into play here so if you were uh, you don't know if someone's at the gym and they're depleted and uh, maybe they don't have as much water. So our, bu- our muscle bellies are comprised of carbohydrates and water. And a big, tall guy like me uh, with long muscle bellies, I can make my body look very, very different within the same day, depending on what I'm doing nutritionally. So if I'm very low carbohydrate and I have moderate to average or low amount of water in my body, I have a very soft, flat look to me. Um, The moment I load my my glycogen levels all the way up, feed my or uh, load myself up with a ton of water, like three quarters to a gallon of water, I expand. I look like I grow and I look like I added 20 pounds to my body just by manipulating my carbohydrates and my water. The body boner. So, yes, exactly. It's like the body boner. It's a great way to to explain that. And then I also believe that genetics play a, 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 a sure. major role, too. Some people just come out the womb already looking all my, I mean, we just interviewed a, a female uh, bodybuilder, a, a figure. Figure competitor. Yeah, and she has got this – I mean, she's 12 weeks out from a show, and she looks harder than I look yeah. right now. You know, she's just got this great – Solid physique to her, and Sal went to school with her when she was uh, very young. And he said, "Man, she looked like that when she was young. she's yep. just got these great genetics. Definitely so,
0: someone you want to have kids with." Yeah, so yeah, because you're going to spit out some Olympians. Yeah, no, so and,
1: and which that goes back to when you think of great another analogy, Sal is when you talk about Olympia oh, athletes starting a dating service or something is uh, you know some people, and it's not not to say that you can't compete. I think I'm somebody who I should I belong doing something like long distance running or swimming is what my body is built for. It is. Is not built for uh, bodybuilding. Now I've carved it, I've shaped it, I've worked my ass off to get on stage. But there is most certainly a genetic guy out there who could put in probably half the work and look just as good, if not better, than I am. Just because genetically they've got it, they've got they've got the shorter origin insertions. They're a little bit smaller and compact. They already have a grainy, harder look to them. They they came out more symmetrical. Uh, as far as, uh, they're more of a, if, you know, if we were to do some manotypes, they're more mesomorph looking, which means they look more like a, you know, bodybuilder or a wrestler. Those people were built for the sport. And if you take someone like that and you take them to the next level, typically they end up ex- excelling.
0: Yeah, Sometimes you see guys that aren't even that big. They're just kind of wiry looking, but they're either construction workers or, you know, they're grapplers or wrestlers and they're very strong. They don't have big muscles, but they've got that hard wiry look to their muscles um, another competitor, one of your comp- uh, people that you'll be on stage with at the San Jose and your friend, Craig Caperso, he's got a very dense look to his oh, muscles. Oh, yes. They look hard, yes. you know, uh, much more so than the guys he tends to compete against. So I guess in a nutshell, increased – and by the way, there's no – sign. look, we're talking – I don't think they've ever done a study on this. And And on top of it, this is very subjective. You know, what might look dense to me might look soft to someone else. So I don't know how you would even test this. But anecdotally speaking, heavy weight, low reps, lots of sets of certain exercises like five to six sets of squats in the three rep range type of deal will give you that dense, hard look and the big, bubbly, more pumped up look will come from the uh, higher reps and the better pumps that being said if you stick to one of those for too long you're not going to look good any way, either way because your body will adapt very quickly so if you utilize all of them overall you're going to look
1: better yeah which that goes back to how MAPS is designed right you know, it's very important I we,
0: yeah I wish we had
2: like more of an athlete like version of that instead of always bodybuilders like Oh, you instance, mean how like, they looked? Yeah, like like a Pavel, like you know, uh I don't know how to say his last name, Satsulin or Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's like, got that look, right? Super granite. Like right. just completely lean, but like you know the guy's strong as shit. And uh Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, there Bruce we go. Bruce Lee's a great example. There he he wasn't very big, but yeah. he looked Just solid. Just solid and dense. And and his
0: strength for his size was incredible. Apparently, he could extend, hold like a 150 pound dumbbell out, arm extended Mm. in an isometric hold. Something Something (laughs) crazy, like 120, 150 pounds. And he was a little guy. So, um, yeah, that density is interesting. And I don't know. I I personally like the look. You know, I'm not looking to get on stage, so I don't necessarily, you know, I'm not necessarily looking for the big, billowy, bubbly look. I like the dense look just because it looks, um, I don't know, you look more like a workhorse, Yeah. you know, like someone that works out with heavy weight, So Right. I'm into that too. <laughs> All right. Next question. This is from um, RJ, A-V-O-R-E-K, uh, Rujavarek. His question is, if we were to go into a branch of the military, which one would we choose and why?
2: Oh, that's cool. Mm, that's an interesting <laughs> one because I, I feel like, Back in the day, um, I would have had a different answer completely. Like when I was, um, I was pretty gung ho about joining the military for a while. Really? I, yeah, just because I, I mean, I have a lot of family ties to the military. My grandpa was in the air force. My other grandpa was in the navy. My dad was in the navy. Uh, all of them went to the various wars, um, and um, I wanted to go into the Marines. You know, that was the first thing that came to mind because I, I felt like. You know, it's just like a badass, you know, branch that I wanted to be a part of. Well,
0: they are, let's be honest. Yeah,
2: and they are. They're very, you know, very hardcore. And um, I actually was getting recruited for a while uh, through into college um, and just decided that I didn't want to be a part of it. But now, um, honestly, if I had to go and choose, I probably would be in the Air Force because, um, you know, it's – I don't know. Like my, I have more ties. Like my grandpa was in the air force. Like I just, I feel this like connection to that more. And plus, it's a little bit more. Um, I want to say the guys that are, uh, you know, behind the scenes and uh, less, you know, right up in in warfare and like the first out. And like you know, my priorities have changed in life. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. like I just wanted you know. But that's me. I don't know what about you guys.
0: Uh, for me, I'd say. <laughs> Not the Navy because being out in the ocean for a long time. Uh, That's I weird.
1: Know. I would totally think the whole Kermit thing with the frog thing that holding his breath and water and stuff N- like that. No, <laughs>
0: no, You've been a Navy SEAL? Not at all. Uh, I, uh, Air Force probably for me too yeah. just because of the uh, the technology. That's what I was uh, trying to get at. Yeah, yeah technology and getting in the tech. Very and cool. Then, um, I feel like the skill set is very different for having to fly some of the, that, you know, multi-million or $100 million you know, planes and jets and whatnot, and um, so that would be it. I, I I've never thought about entering the military. I've I've never had a desire to, but I have incredible respect for people that do <clears throat> uh, enter. Of course, we have a voluntary military, so anybody who's there putting their life on the line, they chose to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a tremendous amount of respect for them. But uh, so, I, but I, but me personally, I've never had a desire to do so. But if I did, it would be the Air Force. How about how about you?
1: So I like Justin. I actually I was very close to enlisting. So, uh, right out of high school, um, like many kids too, you know, they, I had the the recruiters come down and, and pitch you on the idea. And at that point, um, I didn't have, I didn't have the finances. I didn't have quite the academics to go to the school, uh, that I wanted to. So it looked like junior college was in my future and I wasn't really excited to be going to junior college and the recruiters came around at the right time for me and, uh i actually had really thought about my father um those that don't know this my my real father (coughs) took his life when i was seven years old and my real father was in the air force so there was a part of me that wanted to go to the air force because of that and you know then then like i said i almost got recruited at the right time and so i was really close in fact uh, i was all set up to do signing and everything and that was the direction i was going um, I did change my uh, my mind last minute, uh, just because uh, I also talked to you guys before about being younger and, and being very financially driven. And, you know, this was also around that same time that I've talked about I'm between the ages of 17 and 19. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm starting to make my own money. And, and I'm, I actually I was moved out by 17. So I was already living in my own place. And So I was kind of getting the taste of, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, being on my own and becoming a man. And like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go sign up for four years of my life uh, somewhere else. Right. So I backed out last minute. Now I went through a phase later on that. uh, I was like, man, I, I, I would love to be a Navy SEAL. I just I have uh, one of my favorite books. First of all, too is is the uh, Survivor. If you guys don't ever, if you guys ever get a chance to read this book, it's just it's Navy SEAL ten. It's a true story. It's based out of a a, a Navy SEAL um, who goes in. He's uh, Marcus Luttrell. He's the only survivor of his group was during Afghanistan. And um, freaking they made a movie about it. Uh, but if you get a chance to read the book, read the book before you uh, watch the movie, because the, the book is just badass. I've actually read it more than once. And anybody I've handed that book to has either said, one, it's their favorite all time book or it's one of their favorite books for sure. So um, fall had fallen in love with just the the idea of Navy SEALs, what they represent. You know, I just think it's so cool. Uh, that there's so many things that they go and do uh, for this country that is so badass that we don't even know. They don't get recognized for. They don't know, but they're around. They're around the world saving lives and doing pretty badass missions and stuff. And to just to be a part of the elite, I'm very competitive, mm-hmm. and I think that would have uh, voted very well uh, in a branch like that. And then trying to become somebody like a seal, like I just I, I find it fascinating too that a very small percentage of people even make it through. The training, you know, so just to make it through the training and to, to have become a SEAL, I think it would be awesome, not to mention the type of right. missions that they do.
0: Each branch has their own elite.
1: Yes. Yeah, they have their own. Right. Because, because,
0: I grew up uh, admiring, uh, and it's because of movies, right? Because we Green didn't hear Bray. Green Berets, because Ram- we, Rambo, we didn't yeah, hear I liked Commando, yeah, because yeah. yeah. we didn't hear a lot <laughs> about a Navy ass. Seals until you know later on. But when, when I was a, when I was a kid, it was the Green Berets, yeah, Green Berets, Rambo, because of sure. Vietnam. That, that's what the the Green Berets yeah, did a lot of yeah. stuff in Vietnam. And right? Green Beret would be awesome and Navy too. Seals, I, mean. I, I
1: lean towards Seals because uh, I've talked to you guys before. I feel like I've, I naturally can swim, so the I'm mm-hmm. very uh, see. That's why I wouldn't want to be a Navy Seal because it's just like the you make make you for drown, that. Oh, yeah, dude. they
2: basically drowned you. Yeah, you have to be okay. You, know, you got to be all right with that.
1: I used to, as a kid, I used Not to, I out. used to love to see how long I could hold my breath for and swim so many laps with holding my breath for a long time and so shit like that that I was already naturally into and I was a good swimmer, so uh, it all kind of for me it, it all lined up that wow that would have been a great field. for what, me
0: What branch are the, the Green Berets from?
1: Army. That's oh, it. that's Army. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the the Army's. The and then Army's you have the,
0: and then what was Delta Force for?
1: Delta Force? Is
0: that is that is there a Delta Force or is that just a movie? Delta Force.
1: JAG is jag think, is for the JAG is for the um Well, Commando, I don't know if
2: Delta Force is is Air Force or
1: not. Green, Green Beret is army and Navy SEAL is Navy. 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 Maybe. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they're badass, man. I mean, you want to consider you're going to war. You know, you're trained to go kill people and not be killed. And that's that's crazy, it's man. It's a
2: different mindset, man. Yeah. Well, I have all the respect. It's just like it's it's totally, you know, I mean, they're they're in protection mode. Like they're out there to to provide you know what we have here in in our comfort zone well, and safety. I,
0: I just don't think we do a good enough job when they get back. You know, really oh, take, I know. taking care of them. Because, Absolutely. You know, you're out there doing what, you know doing what you're doing. Then you come back, and it's like here you go, get back into you know regular life. And I think it's um, I think we should, we should do more personally. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next question. This is from JD underscore Kubiki. K u b i c k i. Question is thoughts on active rest days. Nice. So, what's an active rest day? Well, this is when you're not working out in the gym, but you're still moving. You're still staying active. Um, active recovery. Some people will hear hear it be. Uh, well, cold. I think
1: I think you could consider an active rest day even working out in the gym. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I Going light, doing trigger sessions. Yeah. yeah, I think that we've we've slightly touched on this a little bit, and I like this question because. My philosophy has completely changed um, later in my career as a as a uh, fitness professional compared to what I was early on. And early on in my career, uh, even myself uh, with my background, I still was sold on the whole concept of how important the rest is. In fact, I remember you used to present yeah. people that you know rest is this is important, and you purposely
0: not do anything.
1: Yes, I purposely yeah purposely you know, not like lift and yeah and, and do things like that. And it, it, to a sense, it, it somewhat made sense for me because I was an ectomorph trying to build and that was less calories I would burn and, and having, you know, less movement would do that. But um, later on in, in my life, I found that, you know, how, what a difference frequency, first of all, would make in, in overall muscle growth for me. And then two, understanding that, you know, a workout doesn't always have to be, doesn't always have to be super intense. And there's a lot of benefits to still going in on a day off and still touching all these muscle groups that are sore that we would normally stay away because, oh, my God, my legs are sore. Oh, my God, my back is sore. Can't do them because then I'm just going to tear and break down more muscle. Well, no, you don't have to break them off and you don't have to lift even... No, you a,
0: move them. You get blood flow. Yeah,
1: more blood, more nutrients, more oxygen to those those muscles is only going to speed your recovery up.
0: It, it is. and if you, if you were to compare two people with... Uh, normal normal muscle damage okay I'm not talking about excessive now if you go crazy and you get into rhabdo where muscles are breaking down to the point where you know it's 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 bad um, then yeah you probably do want to lay down and have an IV in you and you know not move but I'm talking about regular uh, oh, yeah. breakdown regular muscle breakdown if you had two people in that particular condition and one person, in order to recover, just sat around and watched t v all day, and the other person moved and was active. the active person not only would build more muscle and adapt better, they would actually recover feel, faster. Yeah,
1: feel better they'd
0: recover faster yeah. yeah, so active recovery is superior over to you know not right. not moving when you only- i like to
2: use I like to use these days like specifically to get outside of the gym mentality and working out in general like i like to I like to take these days of nature and like getting myself outside of like you know my day-to-day grind and and business and all these kinds of things. I think chop some wood.
0: You know, yeah. Seriously,
2: <laughs> dude, hell yeah. Throw a flannel on and get you know get the business. Uh, but yeah, like do interesting things. Like go, you know, explore like exploring in caves and, and take you know some some yoga and do things that are you know outside of the norm. But you're moving and you're active and um, I don't know. I, th- I feel like. It, when when you think about fitness and everybody's talks about like what to do in the gym and gym and gym and gym like you really need to be more diverse than that as a human being you know and i i feel like that's that turns into a grind
0: it does it, you know i remember years ago i was probably 13 or 14 i had been lifting weights shortly right my goal was to build as much muscle as possible and in the summertime you know when school was out i would go to work with my dad and my dad, uh, he works, he's blue collar, he's a tile setter, so he does marble, granite, tile, and he would bring me with him to work every day, so school would be out, and I'd go to work with my dad, and I'd be his helper. And my job was to do the, you know, the mixing of cement, the carrying the buckets of cement up and down the stairs and, and get the sand, and all the kind of hard labor, because he's doing the, you know, the technical stuff, he's, he's laying the marble, he's making it look real good, but I gotta go mix the cement and stuff. And I, in the summer, I'm like, damn, you know, I want to build muscle, I'm not going to be able to build muscle if I'm doing all this work. So I would eat more calories, which was smart. I'd eat a lot more calories. But I'd also would notice that I'd build more muscle and I'd get stronger. Mm -hmm. And the first week would suck. I'd be sore all the time because my body wasn't used to all that manual labor. And by the way, like I said, I would also lift weights on top of this. But by the second and third week... Uh, I was performing better. And what's funny is I never put that together until much later. And yeah. then looking back, I'm yeah. like, it was all that mixing cement and shit. Reminds
2: me of loading trucks. Yeah, it's same like. Same exact thing.
0: And I was still lifting weights, but doing that on top of that, I was doing the active recovery. It was like trigger sessions all day long, and my body just responded. I would always get in amazing shape. Absolutely. So do we have time for another question, Doug? Oh,
2: yeah.
0: All right. This last question is from Nicole Nicole
1: E1234. Uh, Six, seven, eight, he, eight, he, nine, he, I think eight, Doug 11, abbreviated it a little bit because it's a pretty long question.
0: Uh, so yeah, what are, they, what are they asking there, Doug? Basically, what's the most accurate way to calculate what? Caloric need. Oh, how, so how many calories you need for day per day?
1: Yeah, yeah. the mo- The most accurate way to find your your caloric maintenance level also. Uh, when you do find your caloric maintenance level and living in a deficit, she was record, uh, you, you know asking how to how do I get myself in a deficit without
0: like losing muscle?
1: Yeah, without becoming catabolic, which you're you're you are catabolic no matter what. So Depend,
0: uh, it depends on the tissue. Like you're catabolic for fat, you don't want to be catabolic for muscle. Yeah,
1: right? well exactly. But that understanding that if you're in a deficit, you're you're catabolic. Catabolic mm. just means that we're we're breaking down, and you're gonna, you're breaking down something. And you're just trying to break down fat, which Uh, We're trying to stay in that balance. I'm trying to find the the exact question so I can read it verbatim, um, how she said it, because she did...
0: Well, just to touch on it, I guess...
1: You you want to hear it here? Yeah, yeah. What is the most accurate way to calculate true caloric need, and then an appropriate caloric deficit for cutting or leaning up without risking going catabolic or wreaking havoc on your metabolism? And then thoughts on on what we think about carb cycling.
0: I would say this, uh, you know, unless you have a specific date that you need to be lean by, like a a show, uh, if you just want to get leaner, I would say making the deficit small is more likely to help you keep muscle than making it big. So I I tell people, look, you know, if we're just trying to maintain muscle and get lean, let's put you at like a 300 calorie deficit. Let's just start with that and take it from there. And that doesn't sound like much, but that adds up. And yeah, you're not going to lose pounds of fat every week. Yeah. But if we're doing and everything white, wouldn't,
2: like, wouldn't you interrupt that too? Like maybe bring it up to maintenance, yep. and a little bit of surplus, and then back down. I mean, wouldn't you want to model the way the body works in general? Is that you don't want to you don't want to do one thing in too long? Yeah, great input.
0: Right? Absolutely. Yeah, this is where the mini cut and mini bulk concept kind of comes from. But I, if your ultimate goal is to get leaner. I would go deficit for a while, you know maybe like a week, and then have like a couple days at a little bit above ma- maintenance and then go deficit again. That kind of goes along with the whole refeeding. I think think that some people do.
1: So how I do this uh, with clients and myself are somewhat similar. Um, typically you can take uh, for a female, you can take between 13 and 15 and multiply by their weight, and that'll give you a generic number. For uh calories. Now that that generic number is kind of a, a an area where you should probably guesstimate the start, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's gonna be accurate. So when you ask that and you can there's all kinds of stuff you can Google online for putting your weight, your age, your activity, blah, blah, blah. But none of that shit really matters because for every person, for every size of a person and weight of a person, uh, there's gonna be all these different metabolisms and depending on what you've done before, if you've screwed it up or not, will make a big difference. So the best thing you can absolutely do is no matter whatever you – try and pick, be smart. I mean, which I'm sure whoever is asking this question has an idea somewhat within 500 calories at least of what's eating a lot or eating little for them. And get yourself and what you think is that number and stick to that for about a week. In a week's time, you can monitor, and if you're especially if you're tracking your water – You can monitor and check what's going on with your weight so this is what i do with a client i find that number and like i said for a female i I multiply somewhere between 13 and 15 uh times their body weight and it spits off uh, a calorie number so let's just say hypothetically we're talking about a female because i believe it's a female ask the question and i get um she needs uh 1600 calories so her 1600 calories is where her her maintenance level is at to maintain so I don't want her going too low because, you know, that's already pretty low for a person. Plus, we're going to get activity and exercise, which is going to drop, kick up another three to 700 calories, depending on what you're doing. So I'm going to start her off right around there, right around 1,500 calories for a week and say, okay, we're going to eat this for a week and see what happens to your body. Now, if you just stay the same and you don't gain any weight off of that, so there, we'll say this is your maintenance. Then from there, like Sal says, I'm going to subtract... Roughly three hundred to five hundred to start your deficit off. Now, like Justin said, I'm going to run that. I just lost myself. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I got Why? you, buddy. You're on. You're fine.
1: Yeah, keep going. I, yeah. I can't hear myself right now. <laughs> I just went. I just went dead on the on the radio. <laughs> so that was really weird. So to, to hear myself go and then okay, I'm back. Thanks, Doug. Sorry about that. He's bad. So once you. Um, once we figure this out, then like like Justin was saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you in a deficit for a little bit, and then I'm going to refeed you. But then maybe when I refeed you, I might kick up some activity level on your on your exercise, whether it be uh, higher intensity on your workouts or include some of like Sal's steady state cardio, because we're giving you a surplus of nutrients. But then I don't want to see a weight gain because our ultimate goal is to lose. Um, but then I, so I'll try and cancel that off with activity. And then learning how to manipulate your caloric intake um, based off of your days. I, I, I can't stress this enough. I don't. I think it's the, one of the most common things I see people don't do. Um, and why I, I'm a huge advocate of tools like the Fitbit and the Bodybug and the, what's your other wrist one you like, Justin? Basis. The Basis watch and these tools are a jawbone. These are all great tools to figure these numbers out because. Everybody's days are significantly different. If you think you burn 1,500 calories every single day, uh, you're crazy. I mean, everybody is… There's, you, no, there's no way. Yeah. No, you sleeping in by one hour difference and going to bed an hour earlier or later or working at work, uh, that day at work you had to do a bunch of extra more activity. I mean, those things add way up.
0: And it's so not black or white. When they compare people who lift weights versus people who just do cardio… The cardio people burn more calories, yeah. but the f- people who lift weights end up getting leaner. So there's a lot more going on there than just you know calories, uh, total calories burned. There's repartitioning effects from mus- muscles trying to build and recover and adapt, and there's hormones that play a role. Um, so you know, like like Adam was saying, you pick a number and then just kind of go off of there. I don't even. It's funny people ask me all the time, Sal, how many? What do your macros look like in your calories? I don't count anything. that, that doesn't mean that I don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for so long yeah, that... You,
2: you can tell
0: just I can, by seeing... My body, to, how yeah. I feel. Right. Like the last three days, I ate uh, twice as many carbohydrates as I normally do because I was now, really when flat. When you
1: really say that, because you've mentioned that before, um, have you never tracked in your life or you just don't track typically?
0: I have really... Honestly, I, I keep track of protein. So I know how many grams of protein roughly I eat because I always try and hit around 170. Yeah, um, And that's that's it I mean if ever I, I could add it up right now
1: no, no no I know you could but you never you never have no oh wow okay because if... I'm I'm the same way too I don't I mean I track right now when I get close to a show but I've tracked so many times that you could you could say a food right now and I could tell you how many calories and grams of carbohydrates right. and protein it is just yeah. because so I, I, I I've done that so many times and made so many meal plans that I don't find it necessary for me to count anymore I can pretty much like you guess me but I have put that work in ahead of time yeah so I, I, but you've
0: got a date to be like you have a specific date and yeah, time. And yes. You look a certain way. I don't.
1: And right. and if I was in off season, I don't track at all. Yeah. You know, off season, I'm 100 percent like you. I feel my body, and I and I and I base everything based off of how I feel and stuff. But I think I think a person who's listening. And, and is trying to, to learn their body, I highly recommend...
0: Oh, in the beginning, you have to. Yeah, I
1: yeah. highly recommend yeah. getting an app like MyFitnessPal or FatSecret and and inputting your information, tracking it, Well, watching. you, you
0: got to do it because most people have zero idea. Yeah. You know, when you tell them, you know, four ounces of chicken... They get eight ounces of chicken. They're like, "Oh, here's my chicken breast." It's yeah. like, "No, no, 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 no. That's that's not." Yes. They just have zero idea of no. what a serving looks like, a cup of rice looks like, about you know any of these things. So you you definitely going you know, want to add things up in the beginning. But if you do it long enough and you stay consistent long enough, then you learn your body, and then you're in this wonderful kind of Zen state, like you know, like I'm talking about, where I don't really add anything up. I just I, I know how I feel in the gym. I look in the mirror. I pull things back. I move things forward. And that's just well, kind of how I That's the
2: beauty it. of it. You know, at a certain point when you have, you know, gone through the process, like you understand your body and you understand, like, how to get there. So that way you can relax. You can kind of go off rails a little bit, come back. You know exactly how to get there because yep. you've really been dialed. You've been disciplined. Exactly. You've, you've known how to do that. So. Yeah, you know, like the, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, at it, this point,
1: it all alludes to the to the next question that she asked, which is re- regarding to carb cycling. Well, carb cycling is effective if and only if you understand where your maintenance is and, and understands uh, how. Uh, does 200 carbs gain weight on you or lose weight? Like if you have your, uh-huh. if everyone, or not everyone knows, but I mean, ideally you should kind of have an idea. We've talked about this before on Mind Pump. If, you, if you're if you an avid listener, that the body needs about 0.7 grams of protein. So it's 0.7 to one, one to one ratio for your body weight of protein. So that number always stays the same, typically. I mean, it, it can go up a little bit from that depending on how low you're on something else, but you need, at least need that. So like Sal said, he keeps track of that. So you, that's going to stay consistent. Then your your carbohydrates and fat are typically the two that you're manipulating and yeah, when you're you flip on flop them sometimes. And when you're lower on your carb intake, you can you can you should allow more fat into your diet and when you are higher on your carb intake, you should allow lower. But until you figure out a basis by tracking your food for a good solid week or two to see what is homeostasis then it's hard to say how you would carb cycle because I've got I've got a female bikini competitor that I carb cycle as high she gets 300 to 350 grams of uh, carbohydrates on her on her high day on her medium day she's still eating like 200 and I never drop her below 100 grams you know and that's damn that's damn near more than what Sal eats That's correct so when I
0: go low it's, it's under it's 50.
1: Yeah. So, and Mm -hmm. and his high is probably in the 200 and something. So, you know, every, every, and that you're talking about a female who has a lot less uh, um, uh, muscle mass and size and weight, um, a a female bikini competitor to him. So, and probably trains at a lower intensity level than this guy handles too. So, everybody is different. Then I've had other clients where, you know, I have to put them as low as 50 grams of carbs on their low day and then their high day is peaking at like 130, you know, because they're just, they're smaller, petite frame. Their intensity, levels out there. Their metabolism is much slower. So until you figure out where your maintenance is, you can't really truly do a successful carb cycling that your girlfriend or your friend says, oh, try this, you know, carb cycle 100, 200, 300 grams or 50, 75, whatever their numbers they're throwing at you. Well, it doesn't really work that way. You figure out what keeps you the same. So let's just use this for Hypothetical reasons. Let's pretend that we figure that out and you figure out that you got your protein, you know what you need to eat there. You figure out that your body, if you eat 200 grams of carbs um, and you keep your calories and you make it the rest of your calories that we're trying to end at 1500 calories through your fat, that that maintains you. So your homeostasis is 200 grams of carbohydrates. So then if I'm going to cycle you, um, 200 is typically going to be your, you know, almost your high. So that's the highest I'm going to let you go up if we're trying to reduce. So then I might carb cycle you at like 75 grams is a low day. And then one twenty five to one thirty is going to be a medium day, and then a high day is going to go back up to your two hundred to two, maybe a little bit of a surplus, depending on what's going on with your body. Um, that's what a carb cycle would look well, like. Well, to be clear, day.
0: too, uh, carb cycling is a pretty advanced yes. technique, you know. Yeah. So. Unless you're getting pretty lean, yeah, carb cycling, I mean, you can, you're can you going to have days you eat more and days you eat less, but you start playing with carbs and you're not that advanced yet, it's not going to do that much for you. And I'm going to tell you something right now. If you low-carb diet and that's effective for you, and then you're like, I'm going to carb cycle, I'm going to have two really high-carb days, and you're not super lean anyway, so it's not going to make that big of a difference, what's going to happen to you is you're going to get hungry as shit because... Mm-hmm. Bump your carbs up, your appetite goes up. I'll tell you that much right now. I, I go low carb, and when I have my two or three days of a high carb, I know for the next day or two, I'm gonna crave wow. well, that, that, I'm a
1: crave food. That goes back to what we talked about with leptin levels. exactly what that is. You yeah. you spike your leptin up by feeding the extra carbohydrates, and unless you have the discipline to fight that, the next days you're gonna have a battle. So, you, I mean, Sal said it best before. You know, you you're much better off. You know, eating what you about what you need with just a slight deficit, you won't go through those hard hunger pains. The more aggressive you are, which carb cycling is more aggressive, it is typically something more advanced. As I do it as competing, I do it. So, but I, I even with competing, I don't do it till like the last four weeks or so to a show. Up until that point, even myself, I just take myself from let's say, for example, me. My daily stay the same, Adam doesn't move weight is 4,000 calories, 400 grams of carbs. So I don't gain weight. I don't lose weight on that. That just maintains. When I drop down to about 350, I'm going to slowly start to shed body fat. And it's not depriving me whatsoever. 350 grams of carbohydrates means every single one of my meals, I get a nice full amount of carbohydrates in every meal. And I feel completely satisfied. So it, uh, I don't feel that way. Now, the moment I start carb cycling, like right now, I'm on a low-carb day, and I am starving right mm-hmm. now. All I'm thinking about...
0: Is that piece of bread right oh, next to you on the... Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> I, just, I just got a chicken salad, and they gave me a piece of bread with it. And all I want to do... Literally, it's dry-ass hard roll, and you have no idea. I just want to bite into it and suck on it. But that's just it. You have to have that discipline to know that right now, my body's just tearing up and eating up fat because it has no other source of fuel right now as far as carbs are concerned. Now, I don't like to live my life like that year-round, so when I come off of a show, I keep it around closer to just a small deficit to my caloric intake or uh, maintenance, excuse me.
0: Beautiful. Doug, we uh, we good on time? All right. right. That concludes our Q&A.